So today we're talking about, we're in our next series, and today we're talking about next steps, okay? Steps. That's a big, important word. Not just for this sermon, that is a big, important word for your life. So let me take you to a scripture. This is the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 23. You ever, you ever heard this, this scripture before? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. How many of you have heard that scripture before? You ever heard that? And you've heard people quote it or whatever. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord or ordained by God or chosen by God. You know, that, that Hebrew word kind of means all of that in there. There, there is, this, this would be, I mean, it, it, Small groups aren't operating right now, but if there was a small group this week, this would be just an excellent, excellent study to do right here on this one little verse, the word steps, good, or the Hebrew word in saying good man means like a godly man in that, in that context, steps of godly, not just man, talking about like humans, the steps of a godly humans are ordered, they are ordered by God, and, and, it, and it's by God that it's done, there is so much that is there. I don't have time to pull all of that out. Uh, let me pull out just a little bit right here, okay? Is that God orders our steps, meaning that there are, there are some things that God has chosen for us. You know why? Because God has an awesome dream for your life. And that dream will not happen unless you also follow the steps to get there. It's like instructions. We guys don't like to read instructions, do we? Guys, you know, we'd, we'd rather skip the instructions. But when we skip the instructions, we're going to miss the awesome dream that God wants to put in our life. It, it, it doesn't say that, because we all like to jump to the end, right? It doesn't say that the end result of godly men is ordered by God. It says the steps Okay, that, that, that's like a daily thing, right? And how many steps do you take in a day? You know, how many steps do you take in, in an hour? It's the steps of a God, man. And it's not just these physical steps, but it's the, it's the emotional and spiritual steps as well. All these steps, God has ordered some for you. And when you step outside of them, you're missing something when you, you step in the middle of it. But it is all of the steps, okay? Because there are no shortcuts to the awesome dream that God has for your life. You know, in Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know what I'm thinking about you. I know what I'm planning for you. And there are no shortcuts to getting there. We can't skip and jump down here and just get what God, because we're going to grow to that. God, God doesn't uh, just, you know, uh, yeah, when we first become a Christian, God just blesses us. He puts, he puts things in our way so that we just trip over the blessings and things. But he wants us to grow up. And so he orders these steps for us so that these steps take us to places where we learn the things that we're supposed to learn. And there are no shortcuts, but there are amazing blessings to putting your feet in the middle of those steps that God has ordered for you. And here, here's the two things that happens. Every time you take a step, the first thing that happens is you're farther away from your past. And now, now that doesn't sound important to a lot of you because you're not thinking about what was in your past. But really, you've got a lot of stuff in your past you want to be away from. You want to uh, kill, you want to put to death, you want to put away, you want to hide. I mean, we got stuff in our past, thank God nobody knows about it. And it's under the blood and I hope nobody, you know, God just keeps his blood over and nobody ever finds out about that stuff, right? But some of you have hurts, you have scars. Like Jeff, you had a year that made you angry. You know, I, when we were talking, staff was talking, uh, I, I think it was our last staff meeting, and I said, you know, 2015 for me, and I look at you and I, I say, 2015 for us was a year of distractions. And, and I think just about every one of the staff members agreed. It was a year of distractions where, where, where God has this awesome dream for us, but we had all these things pulling us 
We're out of the steps of God. And I'm ready for 20, I'm, I was ready for 2015 to be over. I was looking forward to 2016 because I'm looking forward to the next that God has. So, so I, I thank God because he has ordered a step for you today to take that is farther away from your hurt, from your pain, from your scars, from, from the things that have dogged you, from the distractions to get you away from what God has called you to not just do, but what is, God has called you to be. But it's also, it, it, and even though that, that, that's, that may be the, the most important thing that a lot of you are looking for is just, I want to get away from yesterday and all the past. But there's something more awesome. It, it, every time you take a step in God, you're taking a step closer to that dream that he had. You're taking a step toward your future. You're taking a step toward the amazing. You know, many times I've asked you in the past four or five months, you know, how many of you need some amazing at the end of the service I'd ask and hands go up, you know, and there've been some Sundays I think every hand went up that we all need something amazing from God this week. And every step that you take gets you closer to that amazing that God wants to give to you. Okay, so it's, it, it's about steps. Sometimes we get overwhelmed with how huge things seem to be. I mean, when we, sometimes we look at our, our marriages and we think to get from here to where it needs to be, that is overwhelming. Or we look at our finances, our careers, and, and we say to get from here to where we need this to be. That is a huge, big thing. I, 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 I just don't know that I can get there. And we can get overwhelmed with the magnitude, the enormity of the task that is at hand. But God doesn't call us to get from here to there in one step. He has not ordered a step for you. He has ordered steps for you. And, and, and when we get overwhelmed by the enormity of it and we get overwhelmed by, by, by having to get so far because it looks like we're just so far away, man, we just need to get the fact that every time we take a step, we are better than we were before we took that step. Every time, every prayer that we pray, every time we open the Bible and just read a scripture, if, if it's just one verse, every verse you read is getting you one step farther away from yesterday and closer to the future, the awesomeness of what God wants to do for you. Because every time you hear his word, every time his word speaks to you, it is amazing. And, and, and it's just, just every single little, little step if we're not careful, we'll get overwhelmed and we'll try to jump and jump ahead. But you remember from last week, this was from last week's sermon, and the podcast should be there. Just go check it if you missed last week's sermon. When we skip a season of sowing, we also miss a season of reaping, of harvest. So in, when, when we get overwhelmed and we try to jump ahead and say, I've just got to have more happen, and we try to make more happen than is supposed to happen in this next step, we're skipping a, a season of sowing where God is teaching us to take some little steps because all along those little steps, we're sowing some things. We're sowing obedience. We're sowing listening to God, hearing what he's saying and doing the right thing. Every, every step he takes, you, you, you got to think about it. You, you have those divine interruptions. I, I've pretty much called them all of my ministry, you know, where not just the interruptions, but the ones that are divine, the ones that God has, has he, he allows people to interrupt your life because they need something that you have. And you have that divine interruption and you have to stop and you have to do something for somebody. And you would have never seen that person. You would never had that opportunity unless you had been taking those divine steps that God has ordered for you. And in every one of those steps, and every one of those things, whether it's something that you're sowing into someone else or sometimes through obedience, you're sowing into yourself. 
Every time you sow into that, then you're also setting yourself up for a season of harvest, of reaping. But if you skip one, you miss it. We like to skip, don't we? I, mean, I, I, I mentioned something about us guys not liking to, read, liking to read instructions. Just a few weeks ago was Christmas, right? Did anybody have to put anything together this year that required instructions? Right? Yeah, I did. I had to put something together that required instructions. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I, I, was, I, I tried to go by the instructions, right? I tried to, you know, I tried to push down my maleness for those moments and say, you know, I'm going to read the instructions because I don't want to be out here twice as long as I'm supposed to be out here today. And so I, you know, I was having to put it together outside, and so I was reading the instructions and then, you know, I started seeing all those parts over here, and I'm putting the stuff together, and I'm sitting, and I'm, you know, I'm putting this together, and, and, and it looks like this is a one-man job. I can do this, so I didn't have to have anybody help me, so I'm putting them all together, and I thought, oh, well, you know what? That's going to be the next step after I finish this. I'll reach over, and I take the next parts that I think go on the trampoline that I'm putting together, you know? And so, you see, so I'm putting it together, and then, and then I start looking, and I thought, oh, well, wait a minute. Now the next step, this thing is supposed to attach to something that is not on the trampoline yet. How is this supposed to connect to the thing and, and it's not even on the trampoline yet? So I go back to the instructions, guess what? I thought I knew what was the next, but because I had jumped ahead, I had skipped a step, the thing that I needed to connect the next thing to was not yet in the trampoline, so guess what I had to do? I didn't just have to, I had to undo what I had done and then do it in the right order, so I had to do the thing that I didn't do I had, to, I had to do the thing that I did too early. I had to do it twice. And I didn't learn my lesson because later in the process, I did it again. <laughs> so, and that's what we do, don't we? Maintain the ordered steps. There is a reason step B comes before step C. You see, some of us, we're, we're trying to be as deep as that, that, that you know, 70-something-year-old Christian who sits behind me in church every week. They didn't get there by skipping step B. They didn't get there by, because then what happens is you say, no, wait a minute, how, how does that relate? Because it's not connecting to, because, you know why? Because you skipped. We need to maintain these order steps because there are things that need to happen in your life before you can get to that next place. And, and there's a scripture in the New Testament where, where, where God tells us, challenges us as, as leaders of the church to not take people who have yet to take those steps and put them in places beyond the steps that they've taken because if you do, you're setting them up for a fall because they have not yet taken the steps and learned the things they need to learn. There is a reason step B comes before step C, so don't jump ahead because what we all want to do is we don't want to go to step C, do we? We want to go to step Z because step Z is the place it's at. That's where I am perfect. That's where my marriage is right. That's where my kids are all serving God. That's where nobody in my family is ever going to be you know, you know, an alcoholic again. No one's ever going to be hooked on drugs again. This is where my career all comes together. You know, skip all that stuff from B to Y. You know, I'm ready to get to step Z. But you, 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 you hear this, is that no one ever wakes up and discovers that they have become a great dad, a great husband, a great friend, that they have an awesome career, that they have an awesome future, that they are getting awesome grades. Nobody ever wakes up and gets their report card and says, wow, how did that happen? But if we take the right steps, the ordered steps, if we take the right steps, we will become 
that great person. We will become that great dad. We will become that great mom. We will become that great, that great husband or wife. We will become that, that great friend. We will have that great career, that great future, whatever it is that, that, that God has ordered for you. If we take the steps, we will get there. But there are no shortcuts to the divine destiny. And you know, and I, I hesitate sometimes to use that word destiny because it, it, sometimes people leave God out of that. And that's why a lot of times I like to say, what God is dreaming for you. I'm just talking about the destiny that he dreams for you. Destiny's an okay word, okay? Just keep in the context of what God is dreaming and planning and thinking and hoping and, and treasuring that is gonna happen in your life. There are no shortcuts to getting there. Because what a lot of people wanna do is they wanna come on a Sunday morning, two or three times a month, whatever, have the pastor pour into them, and why is my life not straight yet? Because you have to take the steps between Sundays. You have to take the steps on your own. You have to own your growth. You have to own that growth because there's no one else that can do it for you. I had a fourth grade teacher, and I remember she, she said, I don't know how many times she said this, you know, from fourth grade, it's been a long time, in those, but I, I remember her saying this. It was one of those things that stuck with me. She said, I wish every one of you had a screw cap, you know, on the top of your head. We could just screw your skull open and just pour the stuff in, screw it, and send you home, you know. You'd get it a whole lot quicker. It doesn't work that way. It didn't work that way for her. It doesn't work that way for you. You have to own the growth. So let me talk to you a little bit about consistency of effort. There is an amazing dream out there. Don't get overwhelmed. It's, it's coming. It's out there. Don't get upset. Have you, have you, you ever heard, does anybody know how to eat an elephant? Anybody help me here? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right. You know, and, and, and you know, if, if you're looking at that whole elephant thinking, I got to eat that whole thing, you know, you're never going to eat it, but uh, I don't know if your mom's a great cook. Maybe she can cook it. We can enjoy the elephant. But, uh, you know, the elephant, if you take one bite at a time, just a certain number of bites every day, you will eat that elephant. We're talking spiritually here, metaphorically here. How do you eat an elephant? One bite. You got an elephant in your life? Is there an elephant in the room of your life that needs to be gone? That needs to be, that needs to be taken? Or is it, or maybe is an elephant of success, an elephant of, of, of arriving, an elephant of a process that is getting you to somewhere. How do you get that? You don't get that by eating the elephant in one bite just one bite at a time. According to scripture, Methuselah was the oldest man who ever lived. How did he become the oldest man he er that ever lived? One day at a time. When he, when he was 17, 18 years old, he didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm, I am going to be the oldest man that ever lived. That probably wasn't his dream. But it was somehow God's plan because, and if you look at, at the people he outlived and the people he lived and he touched, it was part of God's plan. This was part of God's plan of what God wanted to do. And, and because he just, he just did what he was supposed to do one day at a time. Uh, Jeff mentioned Moses and, and how Moses had to lead the, the Israelites, the children of Israel, out of Egypt to their promised land, a, a land, again, their destiny the place God dreamed that they would live, the place God had promised to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He promised it to them, and, and they had ended up back in Egypt, and, and now God had to lead them out. How did Moses get those several millions of people uh, through that wilderness? How did he get them to their promised land? 
one step at a time. When, Mo, when Noah was, was, was commissioned by God to build the ark, I'm told, I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, I've read this. I'm not someone who knows everything about naval history. But I am told that was the largest boat that was ever built until the 1900s. And when God commissioned him to build that ark, a huge boat, by every standard of them, even today would be an amazing accomplishment for a family to undertake. How did he build that ark? One board, one nail, one blister at a time. You don't accomplish the amazing, awesome, huge, wonderful things. You don't accomplish those things by getting ahead, by jumping to the end, by skipping the steps. There are no shortcuts. This, this, this next amazing year that God has for you that I, I, I preached about some last week, and now we're following that up, and we're looking at how we're going to get there. Here's how we're going to get there. We're going to get there one step, one day at a time. And for every one of you, I've already heard this individual thing that Jamie was saying earlier. So God loves every one of us in an individual. This is an individual relationship, and you have specific dreams God has for your life. And so the steps that you take are going to be different than the steps someone next to you takes. There will still be some steps of reading and praying, but the prayers that you pray or the scriptures you read are going to be different. You're going to be challenged in different ways, every one of us. And so what that means is, you know, you can try to partner with the person next to you, but if you are leaning on that partner, leaning on them to do all the praying, leaning on them to do all the studying, leaning on them to, to do all the reaching to, uh, out to others who are hurting, if you're leaning on them, guess what? You're helping them accomplish their steps to get them to the awesome place, but your steps aren't being taken. You can have a prayer partner. You can have a, a partner in scripture. You can have a, a mentor in, in, in the word or, or, or just in life. But, if, but if, if you're not focusing on the steps that you need to take, your steps are never going to be taken. As long as if you allow it to become more about the relationship than it is about, you have individual steps that you need to take. And Joseph did as well. Joseph was the one that it, it really got the Israelites out it, into Egypt in the first place. These are the scriptures I was saying I don't have time to read today and share because really we need to read a whole lot more. It's like the, the, the rest of this message is really a sermon in itself, but I'm throwing it in here and just abbreviating a good bit. And let me tell you, here's, here's, here's the thing right here, is Joseph had at least two dreams about himself and about his family. And these dreams, these dreams, they said that he was going to be something one day and all of his family was going to acknowledge that he was something. And you know what? He was probably, in my estimation, this is the way I see it, is that, is that Joseph was a little too immature to handle what God was telling him because you know what Joseph did? Instead of, instead of holding that in and saying, God, what are the steps that I'm taking to get there? He wanted to go from A to Z in a hurry as he ran out and told all his brothers, hey, let me tell you what God just told me about me and about how you guys are going to look up to me and all this. And you know what it, the word says? They hated him. More. They already hated him because he had a bad attitude, obviously. And now they hated him even more. But Moses, just like me with the instructions for the trampoline, I'm sorry, Joseph, just like me with the instructions for the trampoline, Joseph didn't learn his lessons. He had a lesson, he had another dream, and he went back and he told him again. And that's why all the rest of Joseph's life, all that stuff happened, probably because Joseph was an idiot. You know, because he didn't learn his lesson. And he, you know, he, he did something, made a mistake, and he paid the price, and he went back and made the same mistake again. 
And then he had to go through the, the, these processes of all this stuff. So here, here's what, let me throw this question. Have you ever been your own worst enemy? Amen. Amen. Yeah, exactly. We are. It's not somebody else's fault. We're looking for somebody else to blame. We're looking for somebody else to, to, to lay this at their feet, but it is no one else's fault. We're the ones who are skipping step B so we can get to step C. We're the ones who are letting somebody else take the steps, and we're just trying to hang on to them, you know, and go. But the, but the problem is, that's not, that's not our steps. And so we're never getting to the places that we need to be. We're our, we are our own worst enemies. It cost Joseph. You know, we, you know, who knows what God's will was if Joseph hadn't done that, but if he had taken the small steps he should have taken and just grown the way. I don't know how long it would have taken to get where he got, but the way he did it, trying to jump to Z, it took him about 15 years to get there, 17 actually, to get fully to this fulfillment of this prophecy. But about 15 years of, let's say it this way, about 15 years of 2015. You know, you had a rough 2015, you know what I'm talking about, like Jeff was talking about. He had 15 years of 2015 because he didn't learn his lesson, because he kept, he kept, messing, up the, the, he kept messing up the plan of God instead of taking the little steps, he kept jumping ahead. He had 15 years. He was his own worst enemy. It wasn't his brothers that did that to them. It was him that did it to his brothers that caused his brothers to do it back. Yes, they were wrong, but he started it in the first place. It's a little later, 15 years later, actually about 13 years later, um, Joseph finds himself, he's been falsely accused, he's thrown, into, he's thrown into prison, but he gets the opportunity in prison and he asks for a favor. Now, now I, I, there's a whole lot of story that's there and I re- this is an amazing story. I'd really encourage you to go back to chapter 37 of Genesis and read that this week and just read through there, Genesis 37. That's where that first one was just a few moments ago. That'll help you remember if you need to remember. Where was it? The pastor said start. Go to the Sunday's page. You can find Genesis 37. But here's what happened is Joseph did a favor for the cupbearer. Some people say, well, that's like the butler of Pharaoh. And he did that favor, and he said to the cupbearer, to the to butler, he said, now, let me ask you a favor too. And he asked, the, he asked the butler a favor. The, 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 the favor doesn't really matter, but the favor was try to get him out of jail. So I, I, help me get out of jail here. What had happened? Because Joseph had started looking at all of these wrong steps that he had to take. You know, what had happened is he had jumped to Z 13, 15 years ago, and now he was having to backtrack so he could get to step B and start all over. And he had taken a lot of those steps, but he was looking at all those things that he had to do, the things that he had to undo, the mistakes that he had made, the errors that he had made, the, the jumping ahead, the being overwhelmed, the, the not sowing in those times that he should be sowing, the times where it looked like everybody else was getting their thing, I'm not getting mine, so I might as well just sit back and watch everybody else get their thing. And just uh, he, he was looking at all those times, that should sound familiar to some of you, you know, that I found other things to do instead of doing the things I should be doing. And he saw all those things, and it, and it just began to overwhelm him. And so here he is, and he's done a favor to, for the, the butler, the cupbearer of the king, one of the, the most trusted servants, probably the most trusted servant in all of Pharaoh's house. And, and now as he is, he's done this favor for him, and Joseph says, here's my opportunity. You know what Joseph does? Instead of relying on God, he asks for a favor from a man. See, he's gotten so close. He, he's really he's close now. He's, even with this mess up, he's only two years away, but how much closer would he have been? You see, because what, here's what we do is when we start asking people for favors instead of relying on God for our favors. 
is then we don't give God the opportunity to do a miracle in our life that he gets glory for. Now, I'm not saying to you salespeople, you got to quit talking to people. No, you better, you better keep making connections if you want to stay in business. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about, here, here, here's, what, here's what Joseph did. Joseph focused so much on his problems that he lost sight of the dream. When you focus only on your problem, your 2015, your distractions, the family tragedies, when you focus only on the you will lose sight of your dreams. But we serve an awesome God that just like Jeff gets his divine interruption right there in his car, just like you today, many of you are getting one right now. God is saying to you in your heart, you're feeling it right now, that God is saying, it's not over. We can still back up and we can still make this awesome dream happen in your life. This is what God, this is what God wants to do for you. Let, let, me, let me jump ahead if I can. Joseph finally gets it. He finally has patience enough to test his brothers. And he puts his brothers through some tests because his brothers, they have been everything but trustworthy. And he puts them through several tests. And there's three scriptures right there. If you read those stories, you'll see where he puts them through several tests. And he's trying to trying to determine, have they learned their lesson yet? Because Joseph knows, man, these are the guys that threw me in a pit. They sold me into slavery. I got to be careful about opening up. I mean, I'm the second in the kingdom right now. And if I trust these guys after the way they've acted and they still act that way, Pharaoh's not going to be angry at them. He's going to be angry at me. So he has to test them. And he takes his time. And, and, and when I read this, I, I, you know, when I read this as a man, as a brother, you know, like Joseph was a brother to these guys, I, sometimes I, I want to judge Joseph, say, Joseph, you were just too hard. But Joseph had to do these things. He had to take these steps. As we, as we look at it, we say, man, this is, these are the steps. As we look at it, we say, it's obvious. God was ordering it, even though I look at it and I say as a man, Joseph, you were wrong to be so, be so mean to your brothers. You were wrong, Joseph. Yet these, you look at it now, he said, these were the steps that had to be taken. And because Joseph took the steps, they got to that place. But look what also happened. Uh, verse, I think it's verse 34 of that chapter 44. We hear Reuben. And Reuben is talking about, about the pain in his father's face. You see, Reuben remembers the pain in his father's face when all of this tragedy first started. And now Reuben is saying, I don't want to see that again. There is pain. You know, it's not just that Joseph didn't, is not the only one that had a bad life here because he tried to go from A to Z. When you try, you attempt to use shortcuts, you don't just foul up your own life. You foul up the lives of people around you as well. If you're a dad, you foul up the lives of your kids. If you're married, you foul up the lives of your spouse. If you, if, if, you are, if you work a job and you try to take shortcuts, you foul up the, your coworkers' lives. And maybe even your career, maybe even the business, you foul up all of those things. There are people around you who are counting on you taking the steps. Dad, listen to me. Your children are counting on you to take the steps. Some of you, you've gotten overwhelmed and you, you're, you're ready to quit. Your kids are counting on you to show them how to take the steps. Be the man. Get back up. If you get knocked down tomorrow, get back up again. 
Your kids don't need to see a perfect dad. They need to see a determined dad. A dad will say, it doesn't matter what comes or goes, God is going to get us through that. And every time you get knocked down, stand back up, dad. Moms, your kids and your husband are depending on you to take the steps. It's easy. It's easy sometimes when you're not the man. You know, like we talk about that in the business world. Oh, he's the man. He's the boss. He's the man. It's easy when you're not the man to say, well, it's his responsibility. This whole thing's falling apart because of him. But your husband is depending on you to take the steps. And your kids are depending on you to take the steps. And if you're not married and you don't have kids, that doesn't leave you out. You have people around you who are depending on you to take the steps. Some of you are the only Christian in your whole household. All of those people are depending on you to take the steps. They might make fun of you. They might laugh at you. They might say something snide about you attending church or whatever. But down inside, there is a hunger inside of them. There is a hunger way down deep that makes them want what you have got. But they're watching you. They want to see if what you say you have is real. They want to see it. And when you don't take the steps, they say, yep, he's just like all those other false Christians out there. But when you take the steps, everyone around you is depending on you to take the steps. This this is not just about my awesome 2016. This is about your awesome 2016. You're depending on me to take the steps as your pastor, as your friend. And everybody sitting around you is depending on you to take steps too. We will not get there by sleeping through 2016 and waking up on December 31st to see what it looks like, spiritually speaking. We will have to take the steps. Can I ask you to join me at the front and we're going to close. If you're a first-time attender, we like to close around front with a final song and a final prayer. Got one last little uh, comment for you and one little challenge. And we'd love to have you join us if you feel comfortable joining us around front. You know, steroids have a purpose. Every once in a while I go, and I might need to go tomorrow and get one. Every once in a while I have to go get a steroid shot to kind of get me over this junk, you know, that this time of year brings. Sometimes it's just allergies. Sometimes it's this weather stuff and the, the changes in the temperature and the changes in the, the, the barometric pressure and all of that. You know, and some steroids have a purpose. But if you're not careful, you can rely on steroids like some are doing and destroying their lives. And physically speaking, people that use, use steroids for their own purpose, they use them want to get from step A to step Z a lot quicker. If you do that, you'll destroy your life. But that's what we want to do. We want a steroid. Give us a steroid shot, Pastor. That's what I'm here for on Sunday morning. Give me a steroid shot and I'll get through and then I'll be back next Sunday for a steroid. That ain't what this is. That's not what Sunday mornings are. No wonder you're bottoming out by Tuesday afternoon, or maybe some of you making it to Friday. If you, if you look at this as your steroid shot to get you through, no wonder you've got to take. And, and, and we don't like the term small. We don't like incremental. We don't like those things. You know, I would love somebody give me a pill that, you know, it would take away these couple inches that I'd like to lose and give me six packs. Somebody give me that. And you know what? I have people that tell me that, hey, yeah, I know some stuff will help you, but you know what? They also, then they tell me I got to show up at the gym too. 
They start talking about these weights and they start talking about, you know, you know, my, my, you know, my sister-in-law who runs a spin class, you know, and I think that she's the drill sergeant of the YMCA, you know, and I said, that ain't what I'm talking about. I want the, I want the quick thing and the quick, cause we, 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 we don't like the little small stuff. But last thought for you is that every ordered step puts you in a different place than you were before that step. I am right here. I take one step. I am in a different place than I was. Doesn't look like much, does it? We don't like the little things, but every step, I, I am farther away from yesterday and I'm one step closer to tomorrow. I'm one step closer to, to Z. You will never get to Z by jumping ahead, but you will also never get to Z by staying at A. You've got to start taking the steps and you need to start today. Some of you hadn't taken a spiritual step in a long time. Today's the day. Take the step. Some of you need to let go. Quit telling God how to fix it and let him just do it. Let go. Quit trying to help him fix it. Don't be a Joseph and say, God, I, I'm going to go tell them that you said this is who I'm going to be so I can hurry up and be it. Quit trying to help God fix it. Take the steps. And some of you, you, don't, you, don't, you might not know Jesus. You've never accepted him as Savior. You've never asked him to wash away your sins. Then today, let that be, that's your first step. Take step A and let this thing start all over right now. Uh, you, you know, some of, you, some of you need to get into your Bible. You need to start, you don't have a prayer life. You, you need to text me this afternoon and say, Pastor, if you don't know my text, go to the website, uh, church2911.com and just email me from there. Text me or email me and say, I need First Steps devotions because that, that's, that's uh, 21 days. That's, that's like your first 21 steps to really help you get this. Some of you need to do something like that. You need to get involved in your church. Some of you don't, you don't attend church here. You attend church somewhere else. You need to get involved. You need to get invested in your church. You need to be there. You need to count. You need to matter. You, you need to put something in. You're never going to get anything out of the ground until you put something into the ground. The, the most foolish farmer around is the one who is standing there in September, October, looking for a harvest when he knows he was just watching the uh, March Madness back in March and then uh, NBA playoffs in April and May. That'd be foolish, wouldn't it? And we are too. When we don't put anything in, yet we expect something out. Sowing and reaping. Take a step today. You take a step in your prayer life. Let, let me, and let me say, let me take a step in your faith. Uh, um, I'm close. Right here. This is it. This is the very end. I promise. These prayer team members right here, every week they are praying, God, let me, let me pray with somebody today. Every Sunday they come together and say, God, let someone have enough faith to believe your word that you said we're to agree concerning anything. It will be done of my Father in heaven. Some of you today, you need amazing in your life. Okay, now you know there's going to be a, a, there's not going to be a follow-up to this, right? So before I ask you this question, I'm going to tell you you need to step forward, but let me ask you this. How many of you need an amazing to happen in your life this week? Slip up your hand. I know you're a little bit more hesitant because you know there's a, there's a but after this. Okay, but you need to step forward right now and let one of these prayer team members take you by the hand and agree with you that this is going to be done. Because we're not asking. You know, we're not asking for bass boats. We're not asking for additional cars in our garage that we don't need. We need and amazing to happen this week in our life. And we're to agree concerning. If you raised your hand just a moment ago, I, I, I said you knew I was going to tell you to do this. You raised your hand anyway. You know. 
let this prayer team pray with you today because the Word of God says we're to agree concerning anything. It will be done of my Father in heaven. That is the Word of Jesus Christ. Amen. Take a step today. Just the first step.